Welcome to another episode of Off the Record Podcast. Uh, listen, I have the great opportunity to be doing an episode with somebody who has made my illustrious what I watch when I'm eating lunch list. This is a very sacred list, people. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, it's a sacred list because if you could command my attention while I'm going through my feeding, okay, I'm going to call this process a feeding. That means your, your content is engaging, thought-provoking, and so entertaining that, you know, um, usually I'm going to be coming back time and time again because we do got to eat every day pretty much, right? Um, this guy, I, I don't know how I stumbled on his page on YouTube, but ever since I've watched, like, a video on him, like, you know, he was breaking down a bunch of stuff. I was like, I just felt like, I was like, I, it was like a eureka moment. I was like, I felt, I found a guy who could explain something while entertaining. And that's why I try to do it in many senses when it comes to certain things in hip hop. Uh, I want to introduce to my audience, my guy, Coffeezilla. Is it Coffeezilla or Coffee? Like Coffeezilla, that's perfect, man. Thank you for having me on. I'm very honored to make the list. I know that list very well myself. So it's uh, it's rare air. So I appreciate it. No, no, it's great, man. Like, um, I really want to start even like kind of even figuring out where how'd you get to this place where for me, you're 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 the most trusted guy. If like, you know, um, there's a couple other people I see doing it as well, but like, you know, kind of calling out the 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 frauds, calling out people taking advantage of like, you know, the common people, the common folk. And, you know, these hot button topics have like came about, right? Like, you know, cryptocurrency. Like, right? I definitely got to ask you some questions about safe for sure. Anything but safe for me and my, my wallet, okay? Um, cryptocurrency, NFTs, this new meta space. Here's the problem. That could be whatever it is, but it's now also paralleling with this influencer world. And who, first of all, everybody knows rappers love a good finesse, but nobody likes the easiest thing to come up or get money than rappers and usually a lot of influencers. How did you get to that space of kind of like, you know, um, like debunking some of these things? Yeah, it's really weird, man. I never intended to do it. I got out of college. Uh, I did a chemical engineering degree, hated it. And I had watched just throughout college, like a bunch of my friends try to sign me up for MLMs. You ever get invited to a hotel for a hot new opportunity? You know, that, so, I, so I, I saw a little bit of that. I saw a lot of my friends get finessed like that. Um, and then also earlier in my childhood, my mom got like thyroid cancer. She's okay. But, um, but she was real, really targeted by a lot of like health scams. And I watched that happen. Like a lot of people being like, Hey, if you just buy my quick protocol, like don't listen to doctors, they're trying to trick you. Da, da, da. So I saw people in my family, people, my friend groups get ex like to one extent or the other, whether, whether it's wealth or health get exploited for their desperation, you know, they wanted something that was like nearly impossible and they wanted it now and they wanted like a painless solution. So rather than get like, you know, my mom eventually got her thyroid taken out. Thank God she listened to the doctors, but they, she was listening to people saying, you don't need to do that. You can just take this quick fix. Basically you take this quick, you know, lotion and potion and whatever, and you'll be fine. And so I watched that happen and it made me furious. And then I noticed like these people, a lot of times get away with it and they make tons of money doing it. And so when I, when I started to get a voice for myself, I was just trying to find my way like a lot of people. And one day I just uploaded a random video. I was doing a different channel at the time, totally different topics, but I was just annoyed because I kept seeing these same guys get up there and be like, I'm going to make you rich. Just buy my course for $3,000 and I'll teach you how to be rich schools for losers. You know, just buy my course. I'll teach you whatever. And so I went on a rant about that. I uploaded it to a second channel, thought nothing of it. And all of a sudden I get a lot of emails. I'm like getting, getting hit up, man. Thank you so much for posting that dude. I got, I got finessed by this guy for $3,000. It put me in debt. Da da da. I was already down on my luck. I just had a job at McDonald's, whatever. And you explaining how this stuff works really helped me kind of break out of that cycle. So just kind of, as you do, like, I was just like, Oh, that kind of hit a button. I'll follow that a little bit. And it's oh, right. sort of naturally evolved from that. I wasn't making money. I wasn't interested in making money from it, especially at first. I just wanted to help people. And then it grew into this thing where now it's like this whole $10 million studio. You know, the whole, we got the whole operation here. Beautiful, uh, by the way. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of money been invested in here. <laughs> and um, 
and you know, it, it just evolved into crypto was a natural extension of the get rich quick scheme, right? Because that's kind of what I talked about a lot at first was get rich quick schemes, health scams, but then crypto comes and it's like, it's like when you, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know if you're, I don't know if I can say this, but it's like from cocaine to crack cocaine, dude. It's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, way more powerful. Like everything's like 10x. Like, hey, if you lost $3,000 in like a garage quick scam, if you're in crypto, you lost $30,000, you know, or like 300,000 or $3 million. So everything is ratcheted up. So it just kind of grabbed my attention. I watched a lot of influencers kind of get sucked into this world. I was just fascinated by like, why are you guys doing this? Like you're clearly ripping off your fans. And then the psychology behind that was really interesting. I talked, I've been able to talk to a lot of influencers who scam their fans. It's been interesting to hear them like rationalize it out. And we can talk a little bit about that, but the NFTs now are now the new, it's always going to something new. It used to be back a few years ago, it was like CSGO gambling. Now it's, it, then it was crypto coins. Now it's like NFTs. I feel like that's where the new grift kind of has gone. Our NFT, so, you know, I made the statement and a lot of people, and that's why they said, hey, go get someone who's a little bit more qualified, who's, who could kind of like break this down beyond, hey, this seems like, you know, um, it, like we're hearing horror stories afterwards. Hey, this guy abandoned the project or, hey, I lost money or, hey, I can't resell this thing because no one, this community is like no more. Our NFTs for the most part, and, and, and again, I guess I'm talking about generalities, right? The ones that you see, like, you know, kind of promoted by, like, you know, if it's kind of influencer driven, is it most likely going to end up in, like, either a rug pull or, like, some type of, like, you know, finesse a scam? Because I feel like that's what it is. Yeah, totally. I mean, look, let's let's think about it. If you talk to a crypto cynic and crypto, or, or sorry, NFT cynics and NFT, like, super bullish people who are super excited about it, Gary V's, both of them will agree on one fact. 99% of NFTs are going to zero. Even if they're not a scam, you know, even if it's not a rug pull, you hear Gary, Gary V talk about this all the time. And he's super like into NFTs. He doesn't think they're a scam. So if both people agree on that, and then you have your average person, right? Who doesn't have an edge, we'll call it. Like if you're an influencer, you have an edge on picking projects because you can manipulate the project to be more successful by promoting it. You know what I mean? But your average person, if they invest in a project, they have no way of tilting the odds, tilting the deck in their favor. So if you just have to think about this, would you invest in something if you knew you had a 99% chance of basically your investment going to zero? That'd be a terrible, terrible decision. You know, even if it's not a scam, which there are a lot of scams, like even if the project is well-intentioned, you might say, if it has a 99% chance of going to zero, like what kind of stupid investment is that? So what you have, so what I always tell people is, look, if you want to invest in art, you're you're the kind of person who likes to buy art, because that's hey, what NFTs are, right? Like that's so, actually so, so, what they. Can we take one step back? Ex so explain what the NFT, what an NFT is, and the marketplace. What makes these things valuable? What sure. makes them go up in value? What makes them lose value? And what makes or would be needed to sustain value? Okay, so take a step back. What is an NFT? Right now, it's used for art, but it's NFTs are not necessarily tied to art. An NFT is a non-fungible token, which just means like, you know, if you have $2 bills, they're the same, right? If you have two NFTs, they're unique. They're not the same. So it's been used to tie itself to art to prove what's called provenance, provenance, which is a big problem in the art world. It's like, how do you know that this Michelangelo was actually painted by Michelangelo, right? That's been traditionally a problem. They have all these... Yeah, they have all these experts, right, um, trying to decide, oh, I think it's he used this paint at such and such a time. But there's, it's very hard to know, did this actually come from this person? Now, with NFTs, you can prove that a non-fungible token came from a certain wallet, and you can prove which one it was, right? So this has been used to give value to digital art, which traditionally has just been like, well, I can just copy it and you can't distinguish between the copy and the original, right? Uh, you can't tell. So what's the value, right? It's infinitely reproducible. So NFTs are sort of an enforced scarcity um, and enforced like proof of ownership. So that's all an NFT is. Usually the NFT is not actually the artwork itself. Usually it's just a pointer to the artwork. So like 
you buy an NFT, NFT, you think you're buying like a digital like JPEG, but you usually you don't own the avatar that you, you change on Twitter because that's what everyone does, right? Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you think you're buying the avatar. You're yeah. actually buying sort of a pointer to the avatar, like that just says this is a unique token that was created by such and such wallet, and it points to this file, and that file is the JPEG, whatever. That's a very technical way of saying that like NFTs aren't necessarily art itself, which I try to like tell people all the time, but art has sort of taken, digital art has sort of taken the front of like sort of representing NFTs right now, just because that's where the space is at. So you have places like OpenSea, which are marketplaces for NFTs, or like the art side of it. And you have a bunch of people basically promising, you know, you're going to get rich use buying my project, investing in my project. Uh, project. People think of it usually as investments. And some projects have, have had success like CryptoPunks, obviously. It was originally given away for free to anyone who took them. And now it's worth millions of dollars. So you have success stories like that. And that gets people into like thinking, oh man, hey, look, I'm going to buy the next CryptoPunk, whatever. Board uh, Apes. Board Apes is very successful, obviously, too. Um, and that's just due to a lot of like celebrities getting around it. So you have these projects that sort of um, explode for one reason or another. And you could say that it's luck. You could say there are elements of it that's just like a better project. Board Apes has some like um, what you might call utility where they like allow access to like a membership club. There's all sorts of reasons. But basically, people have seen how much money these projects have made and tr have tried to make the next board ape yacht club and people get into it wanting to be the next you know guy on a yacht How, so and you know so i've met up with this guy and, and and um met him in miami and he said to me he said man academics how don't you have an nft and he threw out some such astronomical numbers that an nft that he was involved with made he's like you're an idiot like you know like obviously like I'm in Miami with this guy. This guy, like, he's not thinking anything about morals. Like, hey, listen, sure. what's he, this might be a finesse. He's like, yo, he told me 10 plus million dollars. He's like, this little project, like, it's brought in. And I think it was like, um, probably like in two months, two, three months, it's like $11 million. Mm -hmm. And and he was telling me all these other things. And I was like, how much money really is in this, like, you know, um, I don't know, this fear of, like, just even owning NFTs at this point, at least the bigger ones. Oh, I mean, probably, probably billions. Um, I don't know exact numbers just for clarity. I, I don't know exact numbers, but um, the, okay, look, so that's like the side of like people have made money. That's what's attracted everyone to the space is how much money is in it. I would right now say that most of the NFT space is a gigantic bubble, just like you saw with Beanie Babies. You know, you, everyone knows about Tulip Mania where people were buying back in, you know, hundreds of years ago, people were buying tulips for the price of like houses because people were just got in their head, look, hey, look how much tulips are selling for. And then speculators got involved and they drew, uh, drove up the price further because speculators kept paying speculators, hoping that there are speculators on top of that who are going to bail them out and buy it at a higher price. So that's sort of where I think the art, like this market is at the moment. Um, I think that's why a lot of these projects are going to zero. It's like people are dumping money into them, but there's ultimately nothing special about it or behind it. You know, if you're a project like CryptoPunks, the, most of the reason they're so successful is because when they came out, they're one of the first NFT projects that was really at all notable. Um, so that's the main reason they're like valuable. And you just have to ask yourself, like, why is this project going to be valuable? And also like, also, this just pisses me out. This gets me on a whole soapbox because all these people who had nothing to do with art, nothing to do with anything, they're all of a sudden all art dealers, yeah. all art traders. It's like you weren't, if you're not an art investor, why do you suddenly think you're going to be some genius with NFTs? It's and, like in hip hop, right? Like, you know, art is uh, Jay-Z, like, um, like, like 2007, rapped about a lot about art. He was into art at that point, you know, yeah. like Oscar, all that type of stuff, right? And everybody in hip hop clowned him. Like he was like the old geezer at that point. Everybody was like, yo, hey, Stu, what about the, being the drug dealer? So everyone was shitting on the idea that he was into art and legit into art. Turns out we're, we're into the NFT space where there is, you know, people could see it as a quick flip. Everybody loves art now. 
Um, so here's the question I have for you. Sure. Because I've heard of and, you know, just seen these proposals for influencer deals, especially when it comes to rappers. Mm-hmm. And they'll say to the they'll say to a rapper, hey, listen, we want you to make your own NFT. Right. We're going to give you this amount of money up front. These amount of I think like these amount of like whatever when it's minted, as they call it. Yeah. And we are going to require you to do these appearances, make these tweets. And then after a point, it's up to you. Um, how much blame do you give like an influencer? And by the way, explain that process on how it usually starts off with a hype. Because I see everyone's like, yo, we have 300,000 people in the Discord. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden, you're like, everyone- it's mostly that- bots, dude. That's a- So, okay. Let me, yeah, let me break this down for how the average NFT, average influencer pump it up goes. Because we've talked about projects like CryptoPunks, Board Ape Yacht Club that were successful. Let's talk about the 99%, right? That go to zero. Yeah. So- a lot of this is driven by marketers who realize there's tons of money in it. Um, I'm going to set up a project. So what they do is they, they'll hire an artist. They'll get like a concept. They'll usually there. It's just a bunch of copy stuff. So a, you'll see a lot of ape projects. Yes. And the reason for that is they're copying like board apes. I mean, this is all there is to it. It's like, they're just copying the most successful thing. So I remember there's a video on your channel. I think it was about Logan Paul. You're like, they just like put two JPEGs on top of each other. Yeah. Logan Paul literally (laughs) took Photoshop assets and he just like, he just took a Photoshop of a gorilla and like an, uh, an elephant and mashed them together and called it art. Like, anyway, don't get me started on Logan Paul. Okay. Uh, Let's all right. So they'll, they'll hire an artist, right? These marketers. And then once they have that collection, then they start getting to work on the social proof. So what that means is to get people into a project, you have to convince them that there are other people involved in the project. NFTs are almost entirely built around hype. And that's a lot of what tells you that, look, there's finesses going on because a lot of this hype is manufactured. So when you see $300,000 or 300,000 people in the discord, 50,000 people following their Twitter, and they haven't even minted yet or revealed their artwork. Those are bots, dude. They're literally paying some guys in, let's say Malaysia, Philippines, whatever, running a bot farm. Hey, go join my, my discord. I'll pay you like some wage to chat in my discord, say a bunch of positive things, how excited you are about this project. And then let's say you're, you're some random person. You, you join, you go, wow, look at all these people talking. They're all excited about this. I'm excited about this project now. And so you turn it from manufactured hype. You build a little bit of real hype. You don't need that much. And then you try to get an influencer involved as the face of the project. You need a face for this project, right? Okay. So, 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 let me, so let me stop there and ask you. Sure. So for example, when I hear that like um, 6 9 is coming out with an NFT, is he just the face of the usually, NFT? Usually, yes. The NFT project? No, usually they're just the face. Uh, uh, there are times where an influencer will- like this? They could use your likeness. They could pr- promote it basically by using your whole brand. Really? And well, that's why it's such a raw deal for influence. Like I think influencers who do this are sh- so dumb because they don't understand that they're selling out the long-term goodwill of their brand for a short-term cash grab. And as we all know, that's just never worth it. I mean, you like playing the long game is always better for you in the long run. Like you're going to maybe make $50,000, $100,000, $200,000 in the deal, maybe a million dollars. But your long-term value has dipped off the cliff because everyone watches you as, because let me tell you what happens. So they get the influencer involved. The project will launch. It will inevitably not do as well as people hope because a lot of the hype was manufactured. People will quickly realize there's not as much demand for the product as they thought. The project will dump the influencer will get scared because now their face is all over it. Um, They're the ones who look like they're like behind the whole thing. And, you know, sometimes they are. A lot of times it's some marketers, some scummy marketers, whatever. Uh, But the influencer is the one who promoted it, the one who, you know, got it to like real people a lot of times. And so then the influencer will try to dip out. They'll realize, oh, shoot, I don't want to be involved. with. I don't want to be involved in this. I'm going to dip out. I'm going to back out. And then everyone watches as they basically screw their fans out of their money, like all the money that was generated, where did it come from? See, that 
that's even the question I have when it comes to uh, crypto. Because, you know, and, and this is where that safe moon shit fucked me. Right? I lost mm-hmm. a lot of money off that shit. But it, I'm, I'm on Twitter. And everybody's like, yo, they got this whole to the moon emoji. Like, yo, we're all going to the moon. And I'm not even thinking realistic. I'm just thinking yeah. I'm about to miss out on a hype. Right? right. Like, so let me just, what is that called? Like FOMO, right? Like fair missing out, right? So I'm like, let me just hop on the wave, right? However, at a point, I start to think, I'm like, where's all this free money coming from? Like, if, if, if you have, and you could probably expound on even how, say you buy an NFT for like, I don't know, one ETH, and now it's worth 10 ETH. Or, for example, you had a, a, um, a, a some crypto coin that was, you know, equivalent to like, say, five US dollars. And, and then later, it's worth like, you know, 500. Where does that money in, 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 in um, where does that additional money to make it worth more come from? Is it just demand? Is it people? Or is it some other stuff that is working in the background? Because I thought it was free money for a second. No, 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 of course not. I mean, like, so if I invest a dollar, right, in a project and I sell it to you for 500, let's just say, right? Um, I'm right now, I put in $1 to the project. Now there's $500 in the project. You have, I've made... Four ninety nine, but you have to make at least somebody else has to come bail you out for at least five hundred for you to get your money back, right? And the higher the price goes, the more people are just relying on someone coming in to sort of bail them out at a higher price. This is why things that like so th- this works in the stock market because the companies are increasing in value over time. So this natural like you know bailing out process works because look. Microsoft keeps getting bigger. It does keep getting more valuable. So they're just kind of always people who are um, willing to come in and pay a little bit more money. In the crypto space, or at least especially like in the NFT space, the NFTs don't really change. So what justifies the value of people keeping bailing out, you know, their next guy? Really, if you're into like NFTs, you're operating under what's called like a greater fool theory, usually, which is just like, all it means is, I may be a fool for investing in this, but as long as a greater fool comes along, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Right? Like as long as somebody else comes in and bails me out of my purchase, like I'm fine. I'm chilling. So this is sort of the problem with a lot. That's why I say, if you're not buying it for the art, there's no point. Like then you're just really, uh, you're trying to kind of buy into like a Ponzi scheme almost. Like you're buying into like this greater fool thing because you're open. someone bails you out. Now, if you're buying it for the art, then if nobody buys from you, you're chilling because you got the art you wanted, right? But if you're just trying to buy for an investment, I'm, I just always tell you, it's like a terrible decision. Yeah, okay, well, so, and I think this is where, you know, I, I think we've seen, especially, you know, whether it's Gen Z or like, you know, just, you know, uh, um, people from who are born like in the millennials, like pretty much this is we're moving more for, I, I realized i started investing more into crypto than the stock market so i was doing stock market stock market market then i'm like yo wait i could 10x up over here yo apple's taking way too motherfucking i can't wait for the next quarter sure. to earn it fuck that i'm gonna i'm getting over here to where it's gonna be like 5x like overnight you know what i mean and like is that safe no i mean of course not. look the traditional thing of like investments, the more they return, usually the more risky they are. It's like fairly, it's not a perfect rule, but it's, it's roughly right. Like this is always true. What crypto is what you call an emerging market. It's what the internet was 20 years ago or yeah. Yeah. Almost like 20 years ago now um, where nothing was really built and people were just like betting on the future. They're betting on, and, and there's a lot of companies that were around then that aren't around now. So it's not as simple as like, well, look at the, where the internet is now. If I just thrown money at some internet project, I would have made it. No, most of those projects went to zero. So if you were an investor at that time, it wasn't just about throwing money at the internet, right? You had to invest in something. It was about putting money in the projects that mattered. Things like Amazon, Google, Facebook, these companies that basically executed. Now, Hindsight's 2020. It's easy to say like, oh, I just would have done my homework and done it, you know, done it well. And I would have just invested in the right things. But the reality is most people made the wrong guesses. Um, So with crypto, it's sort of the same thing. Just because you're investing in crypto doesn't mean, and crypto will likely be around in 20 years, 
doesn't mean you're making the right calls. Just doesn't mean you should just put all your money in it because the reality is, yeah, it may 10 X, it might also get rug pulled, right? It might also get hacked. You know, it's not, it doesn't even have to be a rug pull by the founders like uh, Solana. They just got hacked for, it's a little complicated, but there was like a $200 million hack on their ecosystem. So it's, you know, Hey, um, explain to me what happened with Safe Moon, right? So Safe Moon, like, yo, uh, everyone's giving. Uh, they caught me up on the hype when I put money in. Yeah. Um, I went from having a hundred percent of my money in to now, and I'm almost depressed every time I log in. Right? I have thirty percent of what I initially invested. Right? And I went in with a big chunk of money because I kept hearing that this thing was like thirty x, like the next day or the next like ten hours. So I'm like, oh, let let me almost go all in, you know. So I'm down to 30% of my, of my initial investment and I'm sitting there waiting for another hype. Be honest with me. What's your gut feeling on this thing? Are, is safe moon ever going to refuel and go no. back to the moon? No, oh, I can break down safe moon for you. Okay. Your money's, <laughs> your money's basically gone. My man. Um, Keep it in there. I'm hoping my, it's gonna refuel and go back. My honest opinion minus. Well, that's the problem. That's how they get people is they just tell everyone to hold forever. You can hold to zero. I mean, that's <laughs> a lot. Okay, so let me let me explain safe moon real quick. And let me also say, uh, you know, there's a class action out for it, right? You might be able to get well, into class well, action. Cover that. And, and and after you explain it, I do want to get into, you know, because I've always thought about the legalities of, you know, all of this. You know what I mean? It it feels like it feels like it's almost illegal if you knowingly are getting millions of dollars and of you're essentially finessing, you know, unknown and unwillingly supporters. It, I'll do you one better. It can be illegal even if you don't know, but finessed supporters, right? It's not about necessarily like, I'm just so dumb that I don't realize I'm promoting a scam. If you're promoting a scam, people get ripped off and you made statements that were lies, right? You can say, I didn't know. I didn't know they're going to scam people. Well, ultimately people lost money. You're the one who convinced them to get in. You lied. Like the somebody has to... It, Somebody has to go down, basically. And a big ruling just happened with this BitConnect thing. If you guys remember that story, uh, they the influencers were basically saying, look, I, I didn't promote it to people directly. And a court said, no, actually, we're still going to go. We can still go after you for this. So I think influencers have a lot to lose. But let me explain. That's, the, the, that's the, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just talk about the safe moon thing that we'll get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So safe moon, the initial promise was we'll go safely to the moon. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to make rug pulls impossible okay everyone knows what a rug pool is they have these things called liquidity pools uh which is where like a lot of the money's kept right the value of the project sort of locked up in here and projects kept taking the money out they had access to it so safemoon said hey screw that we're gonna lock this money up in the liquidity pool and make it so we can't touch it you don't have to trust us you just have to trust the code okay so then a bunch of influencers said hey this is like this is safe that's what the whole thing safe moon we're going to go to the moon safely. No risk of rug being paid. Cause I, I, I saw a lot of people like tweeting about it. Like, a lot of people were getting paid. Now, so I don't know for everybody, but I'm about to do a story about like how Jake Paul got paid like 200 K to promote. Fucking way. Yeah. Yo, the yeah. brothers are eating lovely off of this shit, man. Oh, they're eating. Yo, I just good, see man. Shit like, like they, they, they might've made like $70 million. I'm like, is this all boxing or crypto, man? These dudes are doing great. So wait. Okay. So, yeah, they're screwing their fans though. Like, so Jake Paul got a ton of people in the safe moon. So yeah, let me explain. So, so the influencers promote it. People jump in thinking, look, there's a no possible rug pull. They locked up all the money. Well, in late April or May, I think this Certic audit came out. They audit crypto smart contracts. And they said, wait, actually that money you guys said was locked up. Actually, it's not locked up. You guys own it. Like you own it, you control it. You're, you have access to all of it. So then it comes out that, hey, maybe some of those funds they weren't really using for purely safe moon reasons, right? They were taking some of the money out and maybe misusing those funds. So then all of a sudden, the project looks a lot less safe. People start losing money. The promises get delayed, pushed back. And then most recently, they did this really sketchy thing where they wanted to move to a safe moon V2. Did you hear about this? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, listen, man, I've been waiting, man. I've been crossing my fingers. No. Okay, so check it out. So SafeMoon V2, they they make a new token, and then they say everyone has to switch or you lose all your money. 
they implemented what's called an 100% tax on safe moon holders. And they said, if you don't switch, if you try to do anything else with your safe moon, we're going to charge you 100% of the value of your thing. All right. That's like, I mean, I'm not a lawyer. This is my opinion. I think that's completely illegal and fraudulent. I think they're going to go down for this because you can't offer a new investment opportunity that the rules of safe moon V2 are different. It's not the same token. It's not like a upgrade, right? It's a new token with new rules. And if you say, if I like, like, let's say you hold some Apple stock, right? If I say, look, you have to sell that Apple stock for Apple V2 and Apple V2 is a completely new company, completely new rules, completely new taxes on your stuff. You can't do that and like force people into that or tell them you, you lose everything, right? You can't sell your at safe moon V1. You have to transfer it to V2. Where's so the SEC in, in all this? Bro, I think they're lagging behind, but I do think that eventually people are going to get involved because it's just, it's just a matter of time. The money has finally got, I like, I, I think of it like you follow the money a lot of times with this crypto. There was a lot of uh, a long time where there wasn't enough money in it to go after these guys. Like there just frankly wasn't enough uh, victims or, and, and big enough dollar numbers. But crypto now is leading the headlines for the biggest losses, the biggest hacks, the biggest everything. So, I mean, you're going to see SEC, all the three letter agencies, all, all of them. I think you're going to see a bunch of crypto stuff happening in the next year. And we see uh, signs of that because like the FBI just announced the crypto division, the SEC is targeting it like it's one of their priorities. So we're going to for sure see stuff like this go down. But so back to SafeMoon real quick. SafeMoon promised it was safe. It turns out to not be. It basically had all this hype from influencers who weren't admitting that they were getting paid for it. They were getting paid for it. And Yo, then this is Lil Yachty was Lil Yachty, Lil Yachty was selling this shit so much in the hip hop community. Yeah, was Yachty getting paid? You gotta find out, bro. You gotta find. I'm out. gonna find out. I, look, we're gonna all find out. Here's the thing, I don't know yet, but like the funny thing is, it used to be that like if you got away with something, three months later, no one's gonna catch you. The yeah. problem with the blockchain for influencers is, not only is that stuff there forever. The more stuff you do in crypto, the more likelihood you have of like implicating which wallets are yours, you know, accidentally. Like, let's say Yachty's in SafeMoon, right? But then he gets into another project and he accidentally leaks something. Now I may find out about what he did over here, but I'm also going to find out what he did over here with SafeMoon. So a lot of influencers don't understand that. They don't understand how the blockchain works. And um, you connect a lot of wallets before. Yeah, 100%. And then it's not just me. Like, People are going to catch up. We kind of over over at the channel, like I kind of caught like a wave accidentally with the crypto stuff. And I got like a little bit ahead of people, but people are going to catch up. It's only a matter of time. It's not impossible. The blockchain's very readable. There are new explorers coming out every day. My point is law enforcement, independent investigators, IRS, they're all coming after you guys. And, uh, you know, Hey, by the way, I, I think um, two guys who I know, um, you're probably like they're big. They might be scared of you more than the FBI. Like, yo, my guy Aiden Ross and um, um, Steve will, will do it. Like, you know what I mean? I was watching you kind of cover like, you know, that whole thing. And, and I guess the, the, this goes to me asking the, you know, the the honest question of this. Right. So, for example, someone came to me. Right. Again, I'm not going to I'm not connected to whatever project they had going on, but they said, hey, listen. You're an influencer. You have a you have a platform. You have an audience. You have a reach. All I want you to do, you don't have to make any statement like, oh, hey, buy this, whatever. Just put an ad out on your platform. I'm gonna give you fifty thousand dollars. So basically, just give people the awareness that, of, hey, I have this NFT, and there's a Discord with this many people. You know, it's not making any statement like, hey, go buy this NFT. But it's I look at this. I look at this. And I'm like. I feel like I'm uh, stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like if I haven't done my research on said thing and I send a bunch of people there and they get scammed, is it my fault? Or am yeah, I yeah. at this point, like pretty much like a, a TV station where like I ran an ad, like if the, if the ad said, Hey, buy this soap and you'll never have acne again. And you have acne. The, the, the TV station is not saying, Hey, it's our fault. What's the stance on that whole thing, especially when it comes to like, what should I do? Because I don't want to be a shitty person, but like, man, they're offering a shit ton of money. And that's why a lot of influencers fall for it, right? But again, you got to think long-term, not short-term. 
here's the thing about that. All right. People equate it to like, oh, I'm just selling soap. I'm just selling a shoe. No, you're not. You're selling penny stocks, right? It's a big difference if a company, a TV station goes, hey, buy some Dove body wash. And it was like 30% less of a lather than they said versus them going, hey, check out this super speculative coin, crypto, or like stock going back to like, you know, pink sheet stocks back in the day where the scam that it crypto it, like a lot of shit coins are now. If you had said that and gotten a bunch of investors involved, you would be held liable. Like, and people got scammed, like you would be partially responsible. Now I'm not going to say it's completely the, uh, the influencer's fault, but it, you are responsible. You're responsible for what you promote. If people get scammed, if you promote a scam, there's only so much you can say about like, your defense is basically I'm stupid, like, and, or my ignorance, like I'm not willing to it, like actually look into products for my audience, which I don't think is an acceptable stance either. It's very different. If you're promoting a product, people still get the product. There's very few incidences of like outright scams with products. If you buy Raycon earbuds, you're going to get your Raycons, right? Mm -hmm. But if you buy a stock and they're promising one thing and they give you, they, they scam people all the time. Like it's not about getting what you were promised. A lot of times you don't get what you were promised. Right. Um, so the way I look at it is like, unless you're prepared to give people financial stock advice, why are you promoting financial investments? Like mm. by another means, you know what I'm saying? Like most influencers would never say, Hey, I'm going to recommend these pink sheets to people like, which are just like super low cap, you know, low volume stocks that launch and they're fly by night companies. You'd never do that because you go, look, that's a scam. Like, why would I? But then the next day they'll go push some NFT on their followers, basically, which is promising, you know, 100x gains, whatever. We're going to take this to the moon. It's the same thing just in the 21st century. And people are like bamboozled by this. But I think part of the reason is just sort of influencers want to believe in it because there's so much money involved. But like, that's where that should be the dead giveaway. The fact there's so much money involved in like a single post, why do you think that is? How could there be so much money involved? How could you get be getting paid so much money for like little things if it were not somehow really sketchy? You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think like, you know, I, I told the story on my stream and I'm like, man, and, and I was like, I was, was, by the way, you know, I think like my audience, you know, your audience, like, you know, as a creator, they're like, no, go get the bag. But, but, and I remember explaining to them, I'm like, what should I do? And I, I tell them dollar amount and, and they're like, no, no, go do it. And, but then I explained to them, I was like, you do know if I do this, the money that, 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 that they're using to pay me is probably coming from scamming you guys. It's like, you're almost kind of like, you're almost like, uh, um, saying do you should scam us. But I do want to ask about rappers. Rappers are probably the only you know, only group of influencers, you know, for example, like say Steve will do it or whoever, you know, who might be a YouTuber or, you know, a TikTok, whatever the case is, you have to speak to your audience very frequently. There's so many, so many rappers, like, for example, Takeoff, right? Like, you know, he did some stuff. I believe he did a, he did like one of the, the legit ones with a board ape. Um, but Takeoff isn't there, like, you know, trying to prove his credibility or be like, hey, listen, I love you guys as, as, as my audience who's helped, who got me here. Like a YouTuber, a streamer, you kind of have to. Like you need that audience trust, right? Little Uzi, he did an NFT. I'm pretty sure he's not like, hey, oh, I need to care too much if you guys think I'm going to be quote unquote scamming you with this NFT because I know you're, you guys are going to go listen to my next album. Um, do, you think, do you think when it comes to like, say, rappers, um, if somebody walks in with a million dollars, like what should be the thought there? Because you know what? I think people see the space as lucrative and I've seen the milk, the milk boys do this recently where they're trying to, you know, they're trying to do it right this time, right? They're trying to have a NFT project fully supported. Um, how could, and I guess like, I'm trying to have you give advice to rappers here. Like how could you probably give advice to a rapper to say, Hey, just turn down that bag because you're being a scummy person by fucking over your fans, but you could still work in the space. You could probably still make a shit ton of money but not do a rug pull. Like, how, like, how do you think that would be set up? Yeah. Like, okay. So first of all, I look, there is like financial reasons. You shouldn't be like a shitty person, but I think that whenever you make it just about those reasons, you're kind of missing the point. If you can't understand why scamming your fans is bad. Like if I have to give you financial reasons, why you shouldn't 
scam your fans. And I'm like trying to convince you like, Hey dude, check out this Excel sheet, bro. Like you're going to make more money. It's like, we're kind of missing the plot on, you know, first you need to understand that it's like bad. And it's like, that should be good enough reason, you know, but there's also these other financial reasons over here. Right. Um, but I do think there's opportunities in this space. Like, however, man, it just kills me. I'm like, dude, one thing I don't understand is like people it's, it's all no amount of money is enough for people. You know what I mean? Like I, I think about this all the time. Like you're a successful rap. Like if you're a successful influencer, who's getting approached with these huge promotions, you don't need the money, which is just blows my mind. I'm like, why, why do this? You know, you're going to like screw over your fans. I, I really, it baffles me, but, and also like, you don't have to get involved in NFTs. It's like, it's like if suddenly all my friends were like influencer friends were involved in like biotechnology, I'd be like, bro, that's weird. Like, are you actually interested in this? Like, it doesn't make sense. A lot of times they're not actually interested. They're just in it for the money. But if you are interested in the actual technology, the actual building aspect of it to try to take crypto NFTs to the next level, there is an opportunity for you, but you have to be obsessed. You can't think about it. Like people think long-term in crypto is a six months time, six month timeline. You're not going to get anything done in six months months. I'm thinking the projects that I want to invest in, the pro projects that I, and I don't give financial advice. I don't believe it's like ethical, but um, the things that I am looking at are projects with like five to 10 year horizon minimum. Like I I'm buying them and I'm not touching them for five to 10 years. Cause those are the only projects that are going to matter. So if you're not looking on that timeline as an influencer, get, don't, you can invest in the space, don't sell stuff in the space because if you're not involved in that timeline, you're not involved in a real project. And if you're not involved in a real project, there's no good reason for you to be pushing it ethical or money-wise, right? I could give you both cases, but, um, you know, I, th I think the first one should be enough. So, um, and, and, and this is the thing that's so unique about like, just like crypto and also, you know, NFTs, right? Pretty much, there's no refunds, right? You you, you can't like, hey, I got I got yo, I got finesse. I, I hit the yeah. refund button. I hit up customer service. Yo, I feel I got like you know finesse. I need my money back. There's none of that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So like for example, and I do think a lot of people like a lot of influencers in the space, they're looking at this moment as you know it's you, you ever heard of like a crime of opportunity, which means like you know you only did the crime because the opportunity arose. A lot of people are just involved in this because it's. They, they know it won't last forever, but they're like, let's just grab it while we can and grab as much money as we can while it lasts, right? Is there any recourse, right? Because I've heard some of these, you know, rappers or whoever say they've met, made so much money. And by the way, I know you're thinking that some of them don't need it. They do. You know, these rappers, they're facade city too. So a lot of them are not putting out music. They want to still fund an extravagant lifestyle. They get someone comes to them and says, hey, listen, we'll give you a million dollars if you get involved with this. This is the easiest million they've ever made. Right. But is there a way where that money that they have made by literally finessing, right, could be taken back? Like, you know, I, I've, I thought that eventually it would be a tax problem. Like, you know, like if they you know how they said they couldn't catch uh, was it like the, the, the mafia or whatever, but they caught them on tax evasion or some shit. Oh, like Al Capone. Yeah, yeah. So so it's like I've always wondered, like, yo. How could all those money that has been taken from unsuspecting fans, right? That have been finessed. How, what's the recourse other than a class action lawsuit, which we talked about before? So, yeah. So I think a lot of people are underestimating this. I think um, there's lawsuits. There's also, I think the big one is going to be like SEC, FBI. Like, I think they're going to have a field day in the next two to three years crushing these people. Um, and I think you're going to see people go like back in time. I mean, just because you got away with it in 2020 doesn't mean you got away with it. Like BitConnect, it was a huge Ponzi scheme, whatever. They're just now getting indictment, like 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 actually charged. I think a, the, one of the guys just finally got 30 years in jail. So it took five years to get that justice, but it did happen eventually, I guess is what I'm saying. So I think that's how a lot of it's going to go. I mean, I don't want to sugarcoat it, if you're getting involved in this space and you get scammed, there's like a 99% chance you're not getting your money back, which is part of the risk of crypto. And it's part of the reason that I hate when people are like, oh, dude, it's just like, you got to get involved in crypto. You don't have to. If you don't understand it, you don't, you don't believe in it, don't get involved. Like, it's so dumb. Like, people are so caught up in this zeitgeist of everyone believes it's like 
the opportunity that if I miss, I'm going to lose out, whatever. When in reality, like the opportunity is going to be there for a long time, right? To invest in builders. If you had invested in 1998 into Amazon or whatever, or sorry, maybe 2000, you'd have made a lot of money, but you would have also made a lot of money if you invested in 2008 into Amazon or 2012 or 2013 or the point is if it's always a good plan to invest in builders. The opportunity is not going to go away, but you are going to see a lot of these uh, shadier companies slowly get shaken out as we see what's real and what's not, because the more this space matures, the big difference is like, all right, right now, a lot of people don't actually use crypto for like anything but buying NFTs, like, or maybe like sending a few bucks to their friend. But all of a sudden, when I go to Walmart, and there's only a few options for crypto, like only a few cryptos are actually going to get adopted. Those are going to be the cryptos that matter suddenly. Suddenly, I'm not going to care about what baby Shiba Inu is doing because it does, it's irrelevant. It's not actually doing anything for my life. So you never copped any of the Soja coin? No, bro, I didn't. Oh, hey, Soja coin, man, the, the first crypto by, by a rapper. Dude, he's, a, he's the first at a lot of things, dude. <laughs> first fake game console, first. For shit coined by a rapper, I mean, incredible. Hey, what does what does Facebook, you know, kind of converting their all their like you know resources and renaming to be Meta? I, I does that reinsure that this is inevitably the future, right? It's definitely not going anywhere. But number two, is it, I'm foreseeing them as kind of like the overlords, the police of like a lot of these markets, and just like you know the um these marketplaces that are kind of unregulated. You get me? Yeah. So like, what is, what is Facebook going to meta mean? I mean, I don't think it necessarily, like, I think Zuckerberg is interested in meta beyond crypto. I don't think crypto and met and the metaverse are like completely intertwined. They do have a lot of like uh, parts that are similar and there's a lot of metaverses trying to make it in the crypto space, but I think a lot of it's like a technological improvement where you're going to, it's basically a move from like, Hey, we're talking like this on zoom versus we both have like headsets on and we can like see each other. And like, you know, kind of like, it's almost like we're in the same room kind of thing. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, I think the metaverse is coming. I think a lot of the people who are investing a ton of money into the metaverse are going to lose a lot of their money. Like say, say what? Why? Because so, all right. Let's think about the metaverse for a second. It's sort of like investing in NFTs. Just because you believe in the future of NFTs as a technology that will be valuable, just because you believe in the future of crypto as something that will be valuable doesn't mean just picking crypto coins or NFTs at random is all of a sudden going to mean you're going to make money in the future, right? Like a lot of those things aren't going to be around. So the same is true with the metaverse. Just because you're just buying a bunch of metaverse land in the hope that it's going to be somewhere most of that's going to zero. There's going to be a few people who win big, but you, as is usual with these spaces, like the people who are winning big are people who have an edge. Like, that's what I always tell people. It's like, if you're not, if you don't have an edge in these spaces, don't get involved in like the super, you know, risky stuff because you're not going to be a winner. What an edge might look like is you're a developer oh, in the meta. Sorry. I said that the edge got to be like, you got to be cool with Gary V. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you're getting, like Gary Vee was saying he called like Mr. Beast, Logan Paul, and a few other guys to all invest in like crypto punks. It's like, that's oh, an it. Yo, by the way, tell me if I'm fucking stupid, right? Yeah. I get called by this big time rapper, right? And this was supposedly a Gary Vee call. Like, and they're like, yo, Gary Vee never misses. He has these calls randomly. Then he'll get a bunch of influencers like all on the same call. And it just sounded so Illuminati-ish. With, 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 they were saying some of the names. I'm like, you're telling me all these motherfuckers are on Zoom. You know what I mean? But they're like, yo, he gets them on. And, yo, he's having one, like, tomorrow. You could be in. And and this is a rapper telling me. And I'm like, man, I don't even, like, what is this? You get me? Anyway, I didn't make the call. And I'm probably out a couple million dollars. First safe move didn't go to the moon. Now I missed out on the Gary Vee call. He's never called back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, yeah. it's, it's That's the edge, though, right? That that's the edge. And it's kind of weird. It's like, it's kind of like a weird kind of a insiders club. I'm not exactly sure. Insider uh, trading though, like, you know, in a way. I don't know. Insider trading is a very specific definition that I'm not sure it applies to crypto. Like that's one of the big things people have to understand. 
a lot of the rules of stocks and like regulations that protect you, like ultimately what is inside of trading? It's not a, it's a protection for the consumer. So they don't get screwed by a bunch of like backroom deals. Right. Well, 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 well think about it though. Think about it. Right. And, and not specifically like say this Gary Vee thing, cause I've heard most of his stuff been great. Right. But like, if me and five influencers who are really big in whatever, like NFT project or whatever space, or I, they used to be doing it for the coins or whatever. Right. If we all basically say, Hey, listen, sell before this date. Yep. And we all like, we collude like, Hey, listen, get rid of all your fucking coins. That shit is done. Right. Like the, the, the value of it is going to tank. And essentially we have, we have traded information that is not, that is not going to, um, that we're using against everybody else who owns, um, part of the coin. That's what I'm saying. I know inside trade is a very specific thing, but like at that point, when I'm seeing a bunch of people, like everybody's on zoom call, like I know, I know people are like, like, you think there's no backroom deals happening. You think everyone's just talking like holistically, like, let's do this. It's like, they're, most of those people don't give a fuck about art. They want money. So it's like, I could imagine them saying, hey, listen, cool. We're all selling once it, get, once it hits this bench point. Or, hey, maybe it's structured to say, hey, you guys sell off when it gets here. When it gets to there, you guys sell off. That it doesn't look too much like a, like a straight pump and dump. You get what I mean? But... No, no, no. I know you're, you're absolutely right. The stuff does happen. And if you don't think it happens, you're... You're ignorant because people are always going to get in, like, not only are people always going to have an edge, they're always looking for the edge. And so that's what I say. Like, if you're just an average guy, an average consumer, you don't have a bunch of contacts, you're not getting calls from Gary Vee, you're not a developer, you're not one of these guys. If you basically, if you don't know who the sucker is, you are the sucker. It's the old rule, right? So you should stay with safe projects that are in it for the long term. What these guys are doing is they know who the suckers are. If you're like, if you're one of these guys and you're Soja Boy and you decide to release Soja Coin, you know who the suckers are. It's the people who buy, right? The average well, fans who buy at the announcement, right? <laughs> if you're buy, if you're buying um, Safe Moon, you know who the suckers are. It's not the developers. It's not the marketers. It's not the influencers. Who else is it? Who else is left? Right? It's me. the average people. At that point, it's just me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. No. It's very interesting, and I'm watching. Like I, I watch a bunch of rappers who are who are basically not putting out music and they're pretty much, you know, I, I, I go on their fan Reddit and there's just always like six weeks later, just a bunch of like stories or they'll DM me and they'd be like, hey, yo, I feel kind of scammed by my favorite rapper. Like, you know, first of all, I love him for music, but then he started to he say he told me to come support this other thing he wanted me to support. I came to support it. He told me I was going to make money, but I've only lost. And and I'm watching those people kind of you know, slowly turn on, on, on each other, you know, in terms of turn on, on the rappers. But let me ask you a question, like for the regular consumer, right? And, and a lot of people do want to get into crypto, right? If they wanted to be safe, like they're not, they're not trying to buy into the scheme or thought that they're going to 10X their investment. Um, this is what I've said. And, and, and again, we're not giving no financial advice here, but I'm just talking about stability. It seems like Bitcoin and, you know, Ethereum are like pretty stable options. Are those the two like, you know, just lead horses in this whole crypto race or like, will there be like five or like a 10? I just can't imagine going to Walmart and seeing 10 different crypto options to like, you know, check out. I think there's going to be like inevitably one or two. Yeah, there's a few Is it like, I don't know, this is a kind of complicated question that goes to a lot of like, um, I don't know, like, like deep theory on you know how this is all going to shake out will it be like apps where you have several apps right on your phone it's not just one or two winners it's like each app is used for a different thing or is it going to be like you know one or two major players in the space it's hard to say you're definitely correct that bitcoin and ethereum by by and large lead the way um there there are competitors to ethereum that i would look at as well like uh solana is a big one um Cosmos, a lot of a lot of these so-called Ethereum killers basically are trying to compete with it on like the smart contract side, like uh, Avalanche. There's a few of these. Um, Cosmos is like more of a blockchain of blockchains, but anyway, all they promise is like what Ethereum. A lot of times, what they're promising is like what Ethereum does, but slightly better. Um, so there's a few projects to look at, but look, I mean, if you want to be safe, if you don't know what you're doing and you don't want to spend a lot of time thinking about it. Usually the top five, top 10 cryptos are like 
safe-ish. I mean, that's not a good like metric uh, to like really do. You really need to look into it. But if you're just like looking for some general exposure to crypto, yeah, you could get into Bitcoin. You could get into Ethereum. You're probably not going to make the 100x gains, 10x gains, which is fine. I, I don't think you should be looking for that if you're just looking to get involved um, for the first time. But yeah, like I, I think those are sort of some safe options. But man, crypto is a rabbit hole and it's honestly fun. There's so much new technology out there that's exciting. Um, you know, I'm always like trying to play with some new cryptos, see what's new out there. And it's amazing to see how fast and how the, the fees are getting so low with crypto that like, okay, I have a guy um, who works for my company that's overseas. It's starting to be a real question of like, how should I pay him? I mean, I pay all these, like these stupid wire fees, like, and I could send him crypto in like three seconds. And it's like, you know, like few pennies to send it. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Did you hear about that story though? Because as you mentioned that there was a story and, you know, the veracity of the story, I didn't really check to, you know, see if it, if it was just all the way correct, but that Odell Beckham Jr. who elected to get paid it um, by crypto for his NFL contract because the cri crypto took a dip Basically, they're saying that um, his, his um, he was initially supposed to get paid like a million dollars, but he ended up with like 60,000 by the end. Right. Like, how does it go like that when you're paying someone in currency other than like, you know, just U.S. cash? Well, it depends. Right. So it's like, are you are you agreeing to pay them a certain amount of Ethereum? Are you agreeing to pay them a certain amount of U.S. dollars? And then pay them whatever Ethereum is worth that at the time. So if I tell you, if, you, if I tell you I'm going to pay you $100, right, mm -hmm. um, in crypto, and it's in like five days, I could either trans, like, exchange the currency now and say, okay, I'm going to pay you this much Ethereum. If the price dips in five days, I guess I'm paying you less money. Or I could find out the day I'm paying you how much I'm paying you in crypto. Um, does that sort of like make sense? Like it's like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah but. This is, but, so how would you like more normally do it? So would you still use like um, whatever that conversion rate is um, as the benchmark to then convert to see how much uh, crypto you should be sending? Yeah, like that you do it the day up. Like if you're if I if I owe you like five thousand dollars this month, the day I pay you is the day I'm gonna look at the the uh, transfer amount or like the the uh, what do you call it the exchange rate. And I'll exchange it right then, and then I'll pay you with that currency right then. Mm. That way you're getting paid the right amount the right day. If that price dips, then, you know, it is what it is. But it's really what you should be doing if you want it to be stable. You get it. You get, like, you get that crypto, and then you just exchange it right then and there for fiat. So it's like, I send it to you. You're in Europe. I send it over. You exchange it right now for euros. You'll get the right amount. Mm. Um. Does the does the crypto market and the stock um stock market kind of like are they parallel in terms of when one's high the other one's high? Is it like you know uh, proportional? Because you know sometimes when I'm doing good on crypto, I'm seeing like yo, yo the stock market fucking sucks. So now I'm thinking yo I should take some money out of the stock market and throw it over here. Like that happened for a while, honestly. So, so <laughs> it's kind of funny, like um. Yeah, yeah. So the stock market, it unfortunately, is actually pretty high, like semi correlated to the to crypto, which I wish wasn't the case because right now we're in a market where everybody's sort of scared of what's going to happen, you know, to the U.S. economy with all these rate hikes coming up. Or you know, it's, it's looking kind of scary. So you want to get to a into a market that's unexposed to the stock market, right? If the stock market takes a huge dive. You don't want your crypto to take a huge dive with it, but that's sort of how it's been. Honestly, it's been fairly correlated, uh, which is against the promise of things like Bitcoin. Bitcoin was supposed to be a digital gold, right? That's what everyone heard. Um, it's digital yeah. gold. It doesn't act like digital gold. It acts like uh, it acts more like an invest, like a stock. I mean, honestly, a lot of times mm. with how volatile yeah. it's, it is. No, that's interesting, man. We're in this like changing um, market now, just trying to figure out what's going to happen and, I'm I'm watching the tech kind of, you know, and how lucrative it is just kind of help shaping, you know, um, change how we in hip hop are, are dealing with stuff. Like, for example, Tory Lanez put out a, a album, 
that was completely NFT. Like, you know, so it's an NFT project and he has a certain amount of copies and this and third, you know, um, people are exploring options of paying for music, you know, with your crypto or just very unique type of situations. But then we're seeing just like wild, like, you know, money grabs, you know? And I think people who, you know, I always feel bad for the person who doesn't have, as you said, an edge, because you're hoping like you're just on the right side of wherever the ball ball lands. And sometimes, you know, even when you think you're like playing the crypto game of should I pull out now or should I, you know, should I just hold the diamond hands or whatever? Like you, you feel like you're doing the same, but you know, I'm watching a lot of people lose and I'm watching a lot of influencers come up. And um, I, I just feel like when it comes to like hip hop, man, like people have no problem being shitty because the motto of hip hop has always been just get the cash. Who gives a fuck if you're selling drugs to the whole community? Poison the community, rob, kill, steal. Did you get the bag? You get me? And this is like, you know, they're looking at it almost like, it's like letting the guys in who used to like rob old ladies at gunpoint, you let them into white collar crime and they feel like, wait, I'm only, I'm doing this over the internet. Like I have no responsibility, you know? <laughs> that's a, that's really funny, man. Yeah. Uh, that is a problem. Yeah. White collar crime is um, the new rage with crypto. It's sort of like, yeah, mainstreamed it a little bit and made it available to kind of everybody launching your own crypto coin has never been easier. So yeah, no, it, it's a weird type. Look like, what I always say is it all comes around, man. If you're stupid enough to, to go ahead and launch one of these like shitty projects, your fans aren't going to love you forever. And the thing is, look, what you said earlier was interesting. You go, look, even my fans like want me to get the back. It's not about your fans only. It's about all the people that see what you do. And they go, man, that academics, I thought he was cool, but then he's doing that like lame project. You know what? It's not even about them coming up to you and saying like, Hey bro, I thought that was messed up. I'm not going to work with you. Most of the people, 99% of the people are just going to go, look, I'm just going to make a mental note. I just, it reflects on his character. I'm just not going to mess with him anymore. And, or, or maybe I would have had an opportunity with him, but I'm closing that kind of door because I, they're radioactive. So, I mean, that's how I look at it. It's like, dude, it's not just about the opportunities you notice that you miss. It's about the opportunities you miss that you don't notice. That's a fact, man. And uh, on that note, man, yo, I just want to say thank you for, uh, you know, uh, coming on um, my podcast. Uh, thank you for giving a breakdown. I think we in the hip hop community, you know, again, the lust of money, we're trying to figure it out. But, you know, watching people like you and, you know, it's about lunchtime. So, shoot, I might be getting over to your channel anyway. Um, do you have anything coming up? Uh, what are your current plans and what's going on in your world that you want to, you know, put people onto? Man, main channel, CoffeeZilla, that's where 100% of my focus is right now. We have some huge oh, investigations coming up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, huge investigations coming out on SafeMoon, actually. I, I've got some big stuff I didn't tell you on the show because it's, uh, it's, it's secrets right now. Mad secrets on SafeMoon. Hey, listen, as soon as I get over this, I'm dumping on. I'm, 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 I'm just cashing out. I'm going to take the loss. I'm going to take the loss. I'm going to take my 30% and walk home. I'm, I'm, not I'm not telling you what to do, but, you know. It's, it's definitely, I, it's not even going back to, it's not even getting back to the surface. It, right right now, uh, it's on the ground. It's under sea. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not, it's not making it, dude. Not going to make it. Dude, thanks for, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. appreciate the opportunity to talk to your audience and um, to the people in your community. So I appreciate it. Oh, one last thing before you go, because I seen the conversation with you and Steve will do it. When you're doing these investigations, I know you say you got like, a, like pretty big ones coming up, right? Say they get tipped off like, yo, CoffeeZilla is about to like do like a fucking exposal. If they come to you and they're like, yo, dude, like, bro, I don't want to be, you know, put on front street because this damage into their reputation. I, I, I felt like you shut that, that whole entire operation with like Nelk and like their situations, right? It like really cast like a, 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 a different eye on them. If they approach you and they're like, hey, listen, um, maybe I didn't know, maybe whatever the case is, and they try to talk to you, are you, do you sometimes work with them? Do you ever tuck a story? Do you ever like not, not say certain stuff because you know, no man, no, you can't, you can't, you'd lose all your credibility if you did that. Um, I will like, I'll talk to them and I feel like it's important. You, you have to talk to people. And the thing is sometimes things can come out when you talk to somebody and you go like, wait a second, maybe I didn't realize that that's what was going on or whatever. And it can change things, but you wouldn't, you would, I mean, there's no point in being this in this space if you're gonna like, you know, kind of wink and nod and be like, oh, dude, uh, 
this is too good of a connection to like lose. So I'm going to tuck this story. I it's thought not- you will do it was about to offer you like 50 bands. Like, yo, bro, if I give you this, make this video never see the light of day. I thought that was going to no, be. No, dude. And I you know what's funny? If he had, it would have like just. Was going there. Yo, yo, no, if it had, me. you would have seen it in the video. If, if, you, if it had, it would 100% been the title of the video, man. Steve, that's the thing. There's no, po- there's no point in offering because I'm just going to make it into content. It's just like, and you know, it's funny. No one that's has ever words. offered what me. What could I do to make this go away? That's the key word in every movie to say. Tell me <laughs> the dollar amount, okay? <laughs> no one has. The funny thing is no one's ever offered me a dollar. So that's, that's the funny thing anyway. Yeah. I'll just tell you that. But, uh, but if they did, I would just tell them, look, this is great content, man. I'm going to, gonna, yeah. Again, I'm all, I'm all about long-term. Like I, the thing is there's no point in selling out. There's uh there's plenty of things in the long-term you can make happen. And um, I'm a huge believer in that. I think so many people sell themselves short by thinking one year down the line, I'm thinking 10 years down the line. And so there's, there's absolutely no reason for me to um, do that. And I wouldn't do it anyway, but yeah, that's it. That's dope, man. Um, As he said, uh, make sure you guys go watch and follow his channel. His channel name is Lisa's main one. It's called CoffeeZilla on YouTube. I watch it every single day. I can't wait for you to, you know, um, do what you do best, but also fix you. You have to make this, this, this whole safe mode thing, make the people accountable. That's again, you're the cops until the real cops get here. Okay. You're, you're the only person holding people accountable for being shitty. Oh man. I appreciate that. I feel super weird with somebody saying that, but yeah, I, I appreciate it. I real biggest thing I say is dude, I can't wait for regulation, man. I, I don't like to be uh, seen as that. I like to just be the guy just kind of going out and getting the story. That's all. All right, and we'll end it on that note, man. Thank you for coming on. Um, you guys will catch me on the next episode of Off the Record, and I will try to, again, I took you guys' suggestion. I told you I was going to get someone who understood NFTs way more than I do because, you know, um, I haven't even got into that space because I'm a little bit apprehensive. Now, after hearing this, I'm going to have to do a million more hours of research before I ever do anything, but at least I'm a little bit more knowledgeable. So until next time on Off the Record, it's Woody Jack Demix. Thanks, Coffee Zilla, for coming on. I'm out of here.